Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hind Mazena and with me is Wa'al Hattar. Hello. And in this episode, we're going to share our topics of art and culture, uh, things to do and see this summer. Usually considered a quiet time in uh, Dubai and across the UAE. But surprisingly, when we were preparing for this episode, we realized there's actually things to keep uh, a lot of us busy. So we're going to start with exhibitions to see, and then we'll move on to film screenings uh, worth uh, attending, and a few random other activities uh, worth checking out. Yeah, as he says, a lot of activities. We'll start with the art. A lot of times during the summer, a lot of the galleries do kind of summer-specific or lighter lighter work, which is quite interesting to see, especially that you get to, to see some of the younger um, uh, artists or even to some of the more established artists, but with work that's a little bit more affordable, which gets us to memes show the summer, and they've had it for a few years. Now this is volume three, which is Arab print. It's on from July the 4th up until 20th of September. And uh, similar to the years before, they, they, they have a lot of work by kind of relative, by relatively established artists, but they're presented on, on, on paper. And some of the works being presented are by Asadur, Munir Al-Kazi, Ahmad Mursi, Ibrahim Salahi, and Hashim Samarishi, and, and as well as the as work from the late Ismail Fattah. And as some of you might know, works on, on paper vary from silkscreen prints as well as etchings. Uh, it's quite a good thing to look at just so to, to see kind of Arab work from, from these established artists kind of on different styles as well as the different ranges of, of print in general. Um, speaking of different ranges and different works, uh, Tashkil's uh, running their annual exhibition titled Made in Tashkil, which in essence really is a, a community exhibition. It's uh, featuring their members and the work that's been done at Tashkil, so whether it's results of workshops or something that was physically made there or printed there. And uh, this edition has 30 artists, and there's a variety of work, which includes jewelry, 3D printing, photography, uh, big prints, small prints, uh, even Rezo printing, which uh, is a result of uh, a recent Rezo printing machine that's in Tashkil, one of two, I think, in Dubai. Um, and I think it's worth coming and seeing what kind of work can be made from it what kind of work can be made in Tashkil for people maybe who don't know what Tashkil is. Um, and you and I went through it very quickly, and we agree. I mean, it's not the most avant-garde, most experimental work. And it was interesting because we saw some work where it really it felt like it was referencing work by other established names in the UAE, and it made me think about how much influence there is versus you know trying to find original work or original ideas. Yeah, I mean, you think if you have a whole... Uh, Kind of all all the, all the stuff that you're, that you're able to, to, to use in, in Tashkil, you'd kind of go crazy. And I and as we were talking, uh, whenever I go to a, a university show or kind of these small organizations, the work is always kind of interesting or really really out there because they have the chance and they have the and they know it's not it's not something for them that's too established and too big to ruin their name. But it's it's when they get the chance to really play. So I, I guess I was expecting a little bit more than kind of very safe, decent work, but very safe. True, but I do suggest you come and check it out anyway. The exhibition's on till the 30th of August. And who knows, you know, you might see some of the members around and you can ask them and, or, or, or speak to them. It might even pique your interest to join in and uh, make something of your own. Something that I would recommend <laughs> versus that one, it's the NYU Abu Dhabi show that we've, we've, we've had an episode before for their show, but we cannot see them tracing UAE community 1988-2008. This is on till September the 2nd. Yeah, so this has been extended beyond, I think, the original date. Uh, I think the gallery is trying to ex 
test and see, you know, will, will people visit them over the summer, considering it's on campus, it's usually qu definitely quiet there, but, so it'll be uh, interesting to see what, uh, you know, if we hear people are going. But I definitely say go for the exhibition, it's quite rich, it's quite well researched, and listen to our uh, episode uh, talking about it, uh, and I'd say, yeah, go for the exhibition and stay for the little library uh, section they've created in the exhibition space, which consists of lots of books and cassettes and music that, uh, you know, that the artists in the exhibition have, you know, uh, been uh, inspired by or used, etc. So it's a really relaxing area for you to browse around if you want to escape the heat. Uh, I would definitely say go check it out. And another show that we had mentioned before, which is the one in Maraya, Collectivity Objects and Association of the UAE Art World. This is also still on till August the 19th. But unlike uh, the NYU Abu Dhabi show, here we recommend you going online and, and reading all of the information that's on there and then really f discovering the rest of it when you're at Maraya. Yeah, so have your phone, you know, whilst you're looking at the work, look at the number that's next to each piece and you know look at it which is a specially dedicated website and read about the piece who submitted it why is it there um, it's definitely one of the uh, unique exhibitions that we've had this year and uh, listen to our conversation with the curator Laura Metzler to really know more about it uh, and yeah I'm glad it's on all summer for people to check it out and staying in Sharjah, it's an exhibition that's scheduled to open. It's another community exhibition. Uh, it's called uh, Vantage Point Sharjah Number no. 5, and this is organized by Sharjah Art Foundation. And this is usually done through an open call. It's photography-themed every year, and each year there's a specific theme. And this year it's about architecture and urban landscape. So this exhibition is scheduled uh, to open on the 5th of August and will go on till 5th of October. I have no idea what to expect, but... Keep in mind, it's a, it's a community exhibition, so it's not necessarily, you know, big-name artists might be emerging or someone just starting, but I would say go check it out because I, I am in favor of art spaces and organizations and institutes allowing their space to host community exhibitions because I think that's important as well. It's not always about big names and commercial reasons, etc. Yeah, I guess the summer's theme is definitely community. And we'll get, to, uh, now that we're going to talk about film, we'll get to all the aspects of the community-driven films and film presentations. But before we go through that, we even wanted to mention the, the variety of films we have this summer. So even if you're not into uh, the, the ones we're going to talk about later on, there's something to even look at that aren't necessarily your only superhero or only horror movies, but even within that genre, something uh, fun and funky. And one of them that's already been on is Baby Driver by Edgar Wright that probably still be on in the next the next few weeks. So catch it. It's a it's a different type one. And the ones coming up, we have uh, on July the twenty seventh is Atomic Blonde. Although Hind and I, I'm not sure how 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 much editing is going to be for this film. So be wary. I mean, the film is starring Charlie's Theron, and it. She looks quite sexy and it feels a bit risque, possibly in some scenes based on some film stills I've, I've uh, seen online. So yeah, maybe go with cautions or maybe do your research to see how much uh, would be cut out. But it looks like fun anyway, even if it's cut out. I guess some of it could be fun, but one never knows. The big film I'm looking forward to is Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan, which uh, opens uh, this coming Thursday, the 27th. Um, big buzz around it already because it opened in the US and in the uh, UK. I'm planning to watch it first thing Thursday morning, hopefully. Uh, and the week after that, August the 3rd, we have a few, there are a few films coming out. First one of them is, is a bit of a horror called It Comes at Night. And this is by the director Trey Edward Schultz. And he was the one famous for his kind of 
quirky old lady movie, I guess, for the best quick description, called Krisha last year. And finally, there's two lesser ones that kind of just popped up, even without the research app. Hopefully, they're online now for everybody to see. Yeah, there's Prevenge and The Big Sick. And both of these films have been getting a good buzz from film festivals. And what I'm happy to see is that this summer, we're not just getting the big franchises or the big kind of superhero, the big blockbusters and there's actually a series of small films coming to our cinemas and uh, so catch them because they're probably in only for a week that's true right because their lifespan in our cinemas don't last beyond that so we want to say please go and support these films we want to show cineplexes that there is interest in these films that we're not just interested in the fast and the furious and transformers and batman and superman <laughs> although having said that august 10th have two films that would kind of fall into that one of them is a russian sci-fi called attraction i have no idea anything about this except for the fact that we think it's dubbed so mm, hen's gonna experiment for this one i'm always interested in f- random films and genres that come out of countries that we're not normally exposed to in terms of cinema so yeah i'm totally gonna check it out then then why would you be interested in 47 meters down this looks like a really trashy b-movie totally perfect summer film to watch are you crazy and i've already heard actually good things about it from people whose opinion i uh, i trust in in cinema and yeah maybe they just want to watch mandy moore drown doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> poor mandy moore no i think that's it's a perfect recipe for a summer movie so i'm totally looking forward to it because yeah it's been like i've already uh, um, heard a few people i know talk about it uh, on film twitter uh, you know a couple of months ago so i and i remember seeing the poster at the cinema and i'm like okay wait a minute that's the film that's coming to dubai so i'm looking forward to it another film which uh, i'm also looking forward to by sofia coppola and that's uh, the beguiled which uh, she won an award for at Cannes, and uh, again lots of kind of i think controversy around this film i think there's a lot who love it a lot who hate it and those are the kind of films i'm also interested in because you see what why does it create these different reaction to people and this actually was meant to come to us in july but it's extended to 24th august but we think because i think cinemas were worried it was going to compete with the likes of baby driver and valerian and i don't know whatever superhero film is going on so I would say go for that as well. Uh, and that stars Nicole Kidman if people want to hear a star name attached to it. You know, you know, go see Nicole Kidman. But circling back to, to what we mentioned earlier about kind of the, the, uh, the films that are being, uh, being shown for the community that are alternative from, from the movies, we start off with Diff 365, which, is show, which originally started showing movies from, from the Dubai Film Festival, but now they're going into something a little bit different. And every two weeks... For a span of two weeks, you have one of these films, and the and the one coming out next, July twenty seventh, is Brigsby Bear, which is a bit odd, uh, but could be something very different for us to to have in the cinemas. Yeah, I think that just got released in the states. I haven't read much about it. I try to avoid reading like full reviews, but I know it's released in the states. It is an odd one; like it's not a film I've heard about. Uh, but I think again. Going to what we said earlier, the whole idea of being able to see small films this summer, that there are these options versus kind of the usual suspects. Yeah, and for those, you go to the cinema, you buy a ticket like 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 every day, uh, and, and you watch it. I mean, it is a good initiative. I just want to say hats off to Diff for doing this. Uh, the only thing is I wish they announced their films, more, more of the films in advance, because when it was first announced, they told us the lineup like five films in advance so you knew and you could plan and and this time i think they've just been going every two weeks only mentioning one title so i have no idea what else is coming up later this year but hope it'll be something that'll pique everyone's interest in going and watching them another thing that's been showing for a while in, in the emirates and now have a 
um, kind of a, a pop-up uh, space in Sirkal is Cinema Akil. And this as well is, is also paid. Uh, they have different movies per week, two movies a night, so it's on every day. Um, but except for Wednesdays when they have a special screen, so they get a different movie to replace one of the films. So those are quite different. You can go on their website and, and find out the, their list of the, the movies that they have. So we went to one of the screenings, and uh, I was curious to see what the space is, uh, because I think this time Cinema Kills has actually done a like full warehouse takeover, because I think previous screenings is just a pop-up, so whether it's an outdoor screening or tied in with different events like Design District, uh, etc. So I was curious about this space, and we went to see Concerning Violence, so a documentary. Um, and yeah, I know, what do you think of the space? Um, the space was really well designed. The AC was good. I even tweeted about this. The screen was great. The sound was brilliant. Uh, the only thing, I, mean, I don't know if it's age or not, but the seats were very comfortable. So if you are going, bring a little extra cushion for you so you can kind of sit comfortably for the, for the two hours or so that you're watching the movie. But otherwise, they have water and popcorn, all the usual things you would get in a cinema. And the selection so far, again, we only have the lineup for July, but these screenings will go on till late September and it does include a series of like smaller films not necessarily well known uh, documentaries and even films that have been in cinemas at least based on what they're screening this month so they're screening that film about Tupac uh, All Eyes on Me and uh, later in the month uh, they'll be screening Colossal which was also in the cinemas uh, starring Anne Hathaway so if you missed it at the cinemas you can go and watch it there another community themed uh, screenings is the scene club and this year they're celebrating their 10 years and uh, over the past couple of months they've partnered with the Roxy Cinemas so prior to this they were screening at Vox Cinemas and before that they were screening in Knowledge Village so now there's a bit of a rebranding of the scene club they've partnered with Roxy Cinemas and uh, they're hosting it a screening once a month so again their aim is to screen films that haven't been shown before usually smaller independent titles and they're also hosting um, I think mid-month series of talks focusing on filmmakers in the area so made in the UAE so I think they invite actors or filmmakers and talking about their work or their process so again I think an opportunity to engage with people that are interested in this or build a community or, or make people know look there are others that you could uh, reach out to or in interact with so look at this schedule, the scene club. Usually um, the film will be announced and then you have to register. But it's free entry, but you have to register online uh, to to attend. I've, I've attended one of the screenings so far in the Roxy Cinemas. I went to see Land of Mine. And yeah, it was a really good turnout. And I think uh, a lot of the uh, people that attend have been long-term members of uh, the scene club. And, and I think the club itself is looking out for more, more members to join. So hopefully this partnership will lead to um, more interesting screenings uh, for us. And now we'll move to Abu Dhabi and their cinema at the space, which is located in Manarat al-Saadiyat. And there is a host of screenings, usually restored classics, um, sometimes films that are tied in with uh, embassies, so Korean films. I think there's a really good and active Korean culture center in Abu Dhabi, and they've been quite supportive of cinema at this space where they uh, screen um, Korean language films. And I mean, bless their heart, i huge fans. I've never had a chance to actually watch a film in that space, but I'm always promoting. And, and I think it's a bit of a gift, I think, for cinephiles in Abu Dhabi that there's a space because they screen like three different films a week. So it's really active, it's free entry, uh, and usually very good titles. Uh, so 
totally look for that cinema at the space on the website and uh yeah see what they've got in their screening in august as well so there's definitely something if you're in abu dhabi and you want to watch something not at a multiplex go to cinema at the space in manarat al sadiyat and before we get into the the theater aspect of things hind also has has been presenting um f- films at warehouse 421 uh, one has already uh, been presented and i saw it and which was, was a great film it's a documentary series and there are two more coming up i'll let him give you some information Yeah, I've just been commissioned by Warehouse for to want to select uh, a couple of films uh, that's part of their summer camp uh, series, which is a whole range of activities that includes workshops and talks and etc. and attracting all ages. But I just selected uh, three films for three Saturdays. One's already happened. It was Beats of the Antonov. Uh, the next one's Speed Sisters on 29 July. And uh, the last film is Les Petits Chats on 5th of August. So they're all on Saturdays, free to enter, 8 o'clock. Uh, all documentaries focusing on themes of music and sports. So yeah, if you're in the neighborhood, please come over. I'll be there to present each film. So hopefully an opportunity to to say hello if you're there. Moving on to theater, uh, the Courtyard Playhouse in Dubai in Alcoz, if you've not been, is uh, hosting a range of activities. So again, go on their website because they do host workshops and other events. But the one that caught my attention is the uh, live screening of the National Theater's uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? And that's on 28 July. And this is something I've noticed has been happening. I've not been to it myself, whether you you were able to see a play, but on video and um, I've been reading about this kind of screening of plays in many cities uh, everywhere and I know the Courtyard Playhouse have hosted a few I've never had a chance to go so I'm aiming to go this coming weekend to see what it's like it's a really nice space it's around it's quite it's quite cozy it's, it's about like it's got 50 seats but I think it could accommodate more maybe with extra chairs so I'm looking forward to that and I also recently read that the Courtyard Playhouse has partnered with Rove Hotels and they'll be hosting a series of improv theater nights in the various uh, branches of Rove Hotels across the city and it's gonna start from the 17th of August now improv theater could be hit or miss but I think I don't know if someone's looking to do something different I think this might be something to check out it's, it's on the third Thursday uh, per month and it starts 17th of August um, and now as we're going about things to do in the, in the summer apparently it's it's been on the news and I haven't checked it out yet but Quincy Jones first jazz club the Q bar has opened in Dubai at somewhere called the Palazzo Versace Hotel. I haven't seen the hotel, but... Uh, <laughs> I've seen the hotel, it's big. <laughs> How polite of you. Um, yes, anyway, uh, that aside, the, 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 the jazz club, from the photos that we see, look decent. And they have resident musicians that they bring in. And the one here for the next few, uh, few weeks is Katie Thoreau. And she's a uh, bass player, uh, and uh, along with other musicians playing with her. So this is like proper jazz being played at a proper jazz bar. So that alone would be quite interesting to, to check out. I've heard a lot of good things about the musicians and residents at this club. Uh, it's been open for at least a year, I think. Uh, and I know every time it's written about, they mentioned Quincy Jones, that he's curated it. I always wonder like, how much was he involved. But I guess maybe the Versace in Palazzo Versace is what might be intimidating in terms of actually going and checking out a jazz place but there seems to be serious musicians at the bar and yeah i mean i'm not a big jazz lover but just looking to do something different i think will be worth checking out you're the big jazz aficionado i think aficionado is a very strong word but yes i do appreciate good jazz and i will be going to this uh, this summer and checking uh, the music out and maybe if, if time can 
um, it's possible to see the other person coming on next. And finally, I want to end this episode with a homegrown, uh, properly music and an F standard in all the sense. Uh, someone that we even knew from back in the days of, of, of the Dubai music scene here, Shadi Magella. And he's finally opened up his record store uh, at Circle Avenue called Flipside. So, yeah, this is the complete opposite of big five star, big brand uh, type of uh, thing happening in town. And, yeah, I think it's 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 a passion project uh, for Shadi. He's been working really hard to get to where he is now. The space is finally opened. I think it's an opportunity for people to go and discover new music. Um, and it's not about, you know, knowing what you want and asking, do you have record X, Y, Z, right? It's an opportunity to... to to hang out at the record store like we used to do back in the days or cassette shop <laughs> in my case <laughs> yeah we didn't have any record stores here but actually as in mentioned uh, they, they have kind of an eclectic selection of, of music you can get to discover you get to listen to them before you buy them um, because regularly if you want to buy something mainstream you can go to Virgin and just buy one of those multiply pumped uh, vinyls so it's, it's, it's just an alternative of that and I, I'm not even sure you might be able to find pop vinyl there so it's, it's a lot more kind of playful and he's 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 definitely in someone who would love to talk about to you about music and help you discuss something and really really grow into uh, musical tastes and, and try things out yeah and i think they've hosted a few events i've not had a chance to go to um but follow them on instagram and shadi's always posting like what new rec- what new records arrived in the shop and it does look like a really eclectic mm-hmm. mix there's music playing all the time so even just going in and hanging out and this and it's not a massive space but definitely a space that's welcoming and you can hang out there and uh it's just been a month or so that's opened and uh yeah i'm, I'm happy for shadi i'm happy there's a space like that in town and looking forward to seeing what's in store there Right, and and with that, we want to thank you again for listening to us. Uh, You can subscribe, download, and listen to Tea with Culture on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you like the episode, please leave us a review and tell us what you think. You can also follow Tea with Culture on Twitter. Goodbye.